Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Rick Kiley. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Mark chapter 12, verse number 36. I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. How many of you would look forward to that? I see no hands. So let's take a look at that day. Revelations chapter 20 and verse 11. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it. Notice it's a him and not a them. There will be one on the throne. His name is Jesus. From whose face the earth and heaven fled away, there was found no place for them. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. The books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things that were written in the books according to their works. The sea gave up the dead which were in it. Death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. I'm glad to know that we have a Supreme Court. We only have one member. There won't be any voting. There won't be any disputes. But Jesus is on the seat of the Supreme Court of Heaven. I'm glad for a constitution. It's called the Word of God. There are no amendments to it. Because he warned us not to add, nor to subtract from it. Aren't you glad for the Constitution of Heaven that it doesn't change? But we all have an open account with God, and we will give an account for our lives unless we embrace his plan of salvation. And today, for a few minutes, I want to preach on this subject. Because I'm his, and he said I could. Because I'm his, and he said I could. God bless you. You may be seated. We all have an open account with God. Romans 3 and 23 says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6 and 23 says, The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That account is open and it will remain open until you appear before God and give an account. Jesus came to this earth to pay an outstanding balance on your account. How many of you can say amen to that? I want you to know my account was outstanding. 
very high. But he came to pay that account. But if we refuse his payment, then our account will remain open. We will give an account for every idle word that has come out of our mouth. The things that were done in silent will be shouted from the rooftops. We will all appear before a white throne and one who sat upon that throne. And when it said in Revelation that he opened the books, it's the 66 that you have in your hand today. The book of life is a different book, and he mentioned that. But he said that he would open the books and judge you out of them. They are in your hand. This is an open book test. That's what life is. It's an open book test. He said, the words that I speak unto you, they will judge you. We need to know the constitution of God's kingdom. I appreciated what Brother Larson had to say about the word of God today and its importance in our lives. We need to know this book. We need to know it. John 3 and 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. How do we become his? How do we become his? I believe that we become his through faith and obedience. Faith and obedience. It's one thing to say that you believe. It's another thing to obey. It's one thing to say that God can. It's another thing to believe that God will. It takes faith. Faith. I want to be in the hall of faith. Don't you? I want to be in the hall of faith. Not as a famous person. But how could we not be in the hall of faith and expect Jesus to be able to come to us and say, well done, you good and faith. Faith is necessary. But faith requires action. James spoke about that. He said faith without works is dead being alone. Faith demands a response. Acts chapter two and verse 38 Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Paid in full. The account is settled. You take his name and he takes your name. You take his name in the waters of baptism and he puts your name in the book of life. I want him to be able to open up the book of life and look under Kylie and see Richard Allen. I hope that your name is in the book of life. I hope that you have become his and he has become yours. I believe that our repentance makes Jesus our Lord. Being baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of our sins makes him our savior. Our receiving of his spirit makes him Christ and king of our lives. 
There's a process and a formula here that must be adhered to so that the old account can be settled and that we don't have to appear before God for the sake of judging our sins. I know that the church will go through a judgment. You can read about it in 1 Corinthians chapter three. There'll be a judgment of works. I'm not afraid of that, but I'd be afraid to stand before God giving account of every thought, of every word, and every action that I have committed in my own flesh. Wouldn't you? We need to have this account settled. What a privilege it is to be his. Can I get an amen? What a privilege it is to be his, to be the bride of Christ. First Corinthians chapter six says, know ye not, this is verse nine, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor the thieves, the covetous, the drunkards, the revilers, or extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Can I get an amen to that? This is not politically correct, Brother Larson. But if you're in this category, you're lost. You're not entering the kingdom of God. If this is who you are, if you choose to continue practicing this lifestyle, then you will appear before the judgment of God and you will not enter the kingdom of God. Wow, Brother Kylie, I hope that Fox 6 News doesn't put that on because there's a lot of people that aren't ready. Well, we're here to help them to get ready. We're here to say that there is a plan of redemption that if we will adhere to the constitution of heaven, if we will make Jesus our Lord, our Savior, our Christ, we can be spared. Because it follows in the next verse and says, and such were some of you. Can I get an amen to that? But, oh, I'm glad for this but. I'm glad there's a but in here after it says, and such were some of you. But you are washed. When were you ever washed? When you took the name of Jesus in the waters of baptism. Your sins were washed away. Hey, I want you to know something. Baptism in Jesus' name is absolutely essential to salvation. It's not optional. I spoke with a man this past week. And uh, he said, well, I don't know how important baptism is. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. How important is Calvary? Well, he said, that's absolutely necessary. I'm glad Jesus died on the cross for me. I said, I'm glad that that you believe that. But where was it ever applied to your life? Where did it ever say that your sins were remitted or washed away? It was always in reference to being baptized in Jesus' name, for the remission of your sins. Why tarriest thou? Arise and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. It is necessary, folks. I wouldn't want anybody to leave this building today thinking it's not that important. It is essential to your salvation because if a man is not born of the water and spirit, he can't see or enter 
the kingdom of God. Can I make it any plainer than that? It's necessary, folks. First uh, Peter chapter two, speaking about being his, and verse nine says, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past, and such were some of you, which in time past you were not a people, but you are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. But you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you are justified by the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Aren't you glad to be His? To be exclusively His. I'm glad to be a part of the church today. And I want you to know that because you're His, there's a lot of things that you can do and a lot of things that you can be involved in. Because I'm his, I have his authority. Sister Hickey, I'm gonna skip that next section. Just didn't feel I wanted to use that today. I wanna go to because I'm his, I have authority. Do you know you have authority? Apparently some of you don't. You have authority. You know why you have authority? Because you have an author. You can't have an authority without an author. And the author of our authority is Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith, faith and obedience. But because we are his, we have authority. He promised us authority. And authority comes from three areas. It comes from the word of God, it comes from the Spirit of God, and it comes from the name of Jesus. Those are the sources of our authority. And because we are His, and because the promises of His Word declare it, we have authority, and we need to use our authority. Let me give you a few examples. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Jesus said, behold, I give unto you power, to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. This isn't what Satan's planning in your mind during the week. He wants you to be intimidated and to feel small. But God sent me today to tell you that you need to use the authority that he has given you and you need to put him down from the word of God from the Spirit of God, and from the name of Jesus. Behold, I give you authority over all, over all the power of the enemy. He's nothing but an insect. Serpents, spiders, come on. They are, are, they are meant to be walked on. I know my kids get, some of my, especially my little granddaughters, get a little afraid of a spider. Why would you be afraid of a spider? That's it. Ain't no big deal. 
We're afraid of a lot of things that we shouldn't be afraid of. Man, you can just walk over and walk on them. Keep right on walking, wherever you're going. Well, I'll be over there in a minute. I see that spider over there. I'll be there in a minute. Don't need to go out of my way. When I pass that way, I'll walk on them and just keep right on moving. It ain't no big deal. Can you say amen? Amen. We're afraid of things we shouldn't be afraid of because we don't realize the authority. I hope you you heard the choir sing today. We have the authority and we need to use the authority. And then he adds this as an amendment to what he just said. Don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The book of life. I have the power and the authority. I can because he said I could. I'm his and he said that I could. So why would I not take advantage of what he has given to me? Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. He said I could. The enemy says you can't. Whose report will you believe? Are you gonna believe the word of God? The spirit of God? The authority of the name of Jesus? Are you gonna, or are you gonna believe a lying spirit that tries to discourage and defeat you every chance he gets? Mark 16, these signs shall follow them. Verse 17, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Who's that for? The believers. No, that belongs to the ministry. That belongs to the leadership. That belongs to an elite group of people. It does not. It belongs to everyone that will believe. Everyone that will have faith. Everyone that will, will exercise obedience. They have been given authority and these signs shall follow them. They do not seek them. The signs follow them. You wanna know if you're a believer or not today? I venture that everybody that came into the house today would say, well, I'm a believer. That's why I'm here today. Well, let's, let's have the litmus test. Let's see if your belief matches the word of God. Because he said, these signs will follow them that believe. Have you ever cast out a devil? You should every day. Even if it's in your mind. Cast out devils. Speak with new tongues. There's a sign of a believer. How many of you have spoken other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance? Sign of a believer. Take up serpents. I don't recommend it, but if it happens, you'll be spared. Drink any deadly thing. That's why we pray before we eat and drink anything so that it's sanctified by the name of the Lord, by the word of God. Can I get an amen today? We have this authority. He said we could do it. We can lay hands on the sick. We should lay hands on the sick. I'm his. He said I could. 
that's my authority. James chapter 5, speaking about the sick. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. What will happen? And the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. Faith and obedience. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. Not the one that prays for him. We get no glory. You've heard me say this before, but in case you're new here, when somebody says to you, I'm sick, that's an invitation. That's an opportunity. That's something that God put in your path. And all you have to do is just maybe take their hand and say, do you mind if I pray for you? And take authority. I got this terrible headache. Lord, we speak against this headache today and pray that you will deliver Chris of this headache and that it will no longer bother him. For by your stripes we're healed in Jesus' name. That's it. That's it. And you, just being a believer, that's all you have to do. And you don't have to make a big deal about it. Hey, let's uh, have everybody come on over here. They're not believers. You are. Take authority. Take authority. But what happens if he doesn't get healed? If I wouldn't take the glory, I won't take the blame. But I will exercise the faith that I have. And I will see the opportunity. Because I am his. And because he said I could. What are you worried about? Well, my, my pride, you know, my reputation. You got no reputation. You know, I, I've come to realize, maybe it's just because I'm getting a little bit older and, and people will pay you some compliments once in a while. And I appreciate that and everybody likes to be praised a little bit. But you know what? A few years after I'm gone, people are not gonna remember me. But he'll remember he is a very, very good accountant. He keeps good books. You know why? Not because he wants to punish, because he wants to reward. Now, he will punish. That's part of accounting. But it wasn't his intent. He wanted to be able to reward. It wasn't part of the message, but I just threw that in there for good measure. Let me give you this verse of scripture. Matthew chapter 21. In verse 23. When he was come into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and they said, by what authority Doest thou these things? Question two, and who gave you this authority? Now, this is a, a loaded two questions. Can you imagine what would have happened if Jesus would have just said, by what authority? 
I'm the author of authority. I'm God manifest in the flesh. All power. Isn't that what he said in Matthew 28, 18? All power, heaven and earth, I've got it. Wow. What if he'd have said that? I mean, he can back it up. He's not writing checks with his mouth that his hands don't, aren't able to cash. I mean, he's, he's proved it. But he doesn't do that. He turns it around and he asks them a question. And he said, tell you what, I'll ask you one thing and if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. Hmm. Trying to make a deal with them. So here's his question. The baptism of John, whence was it? Did it come from heaven or men? Now let me make sure you understand John the Baptist. John the Baptist's ministry is only six months in length. He has to wait until he's 30 years of age to begin his ministry because that's part of the Levitical priesthood. Just the same way as Jesus, he has to wait till he's 30 to begin his ministry. And John is six months older than Jesus. And his ministry is to be the forerunner of Christ. One is coming after me who's mightier than I, whose shoes I am not even worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. His primary message is repentance. He has never been politically correct. He attacks even the religious leaders and tells them that they're in sin and that they need to turn from their sin in repentance and be baptized in the water of Jordan. That's his ministry. So Jesus' question with that background is, do you believe that the message and the baptism of John was ordained from the Supreme Court or is he just a man making up what he thinks he ought to preach? So, what are they going to do about this? They reasoned among themselves, saying, if we say from heaven, he'll say to us, why did you not believe him? And more importantly, why did you not obey him? Why was there no faith and obedience to his message? If you believe it came from heaven. If we say that it came just from a man, well, we fear the people. For all hold John as a prophet. We don't want to get on the people's bad side we want to be politically correct. We want the people to like us. And uh, we'd like God to like us too. So we're not going to answer. So they answered Jesus, we can't tell. Now that's a lie. That is a lie. They knew 
that the message of John, see, really Jesus is confirming John's ministry even with the question. Hey, you know this wild man, John the Baptist, the one that preaches repentance and baptism, did his message come from heaven? He's really saying, I believe it did, but I want to know what you believe. Because Jesus is preaching the same message. The first words out of Jesus' mouth concerning his ministry were the same words as came out of John's mouth. Repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. Well, we can't tell. Well, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. The conversation is over. You're not willing to be honest with me? Then there's nothing more to discuss. It's so important, folks, to be honest with God and honest with yourself when it comes to truth. And not say, well, you know, I want to be popular. My parents raised me this way and I don't want to disappoint them. The people that I work with, you know, I don't want to disappoint them. Wait a minute, you're disappointing God. Well, he'll understand. The reason that we don't have more authority in America today is because we will not be faithful to God and obedient to his word. So we lack authority because we won't submit to authority. You see, when you fail to submit to authority, you have none. Why have I got so many problems in my home? Why is all this chaos in our home? Let's take a look at authority. Let's take a look at our authority toward God. Watch this. Matthew chapter 16, verse 15. Brother Larson used this today, and it was just another confirmation for me. There was a time where Jesus wanted to know. Now, we've talked about what man wants. Let's talk about what God wants. There was a time in Matthew chapter 16 where Jesus wanted to know what other people were thinking and what conclusions they were coming to. So he said, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Well, what's popularity saying about me? What are people saying? You hear them. Well, they say you're this or they say you're that. And then he says, okay, I'm not so much concerned with that, but who do you think that I am? And Simon Peter in Matthew 16 and 15 said, you are the Christ, son of the living God. The Christ. Remember what I told you earlier? When we repent, he becomes our Lord. When we're baptized in Jesus' name, he becomes our Savior. When we receive his spirit, he becomes our Christ and our King. You are the Christ. And Jesus answered and said unto him, 
Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. You've had a divine revelation. And because of this revelation, and concerning this revelation, I say this to you. You are Peter, and upon this rock of revelation, I will build, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Why? Because I've got the authority, and I've got the power. But I will give unto you, which he will purchase with his own sacrifice, the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you will bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you will loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I like the little sign in the back that says the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Acts 2 and 38, because they are the keys. Who had the keys? Peter had the keys because of his revelation. And I read to you earlier that in Acts chapter 2, when they asked men and brethren, what shall we do? That Peter used those keys. He said, repent, make him Lord. He said, be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins so that he can save you from your sins. And he said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He will be the Christ of your life. So here's my question. I I get to ask you a question today in conclusion. Let's stand together. Here's my question for you today. The baptism of Peter, did it come from heaven or is it just Peter? Be careful how you answer because if you say that the baptism of Peter came from heaven, then you would have to repent you would have to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. And you would seek with all your heart the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You would. That would be the only conclusion that you could come to. And if you say, well, it's just for men, or it's just abundant life, or it's just the UPC, or it's just that, because you wanna be popular with your friends, then you fell into the trap that they fell into in Matthew 21. 1 Timothy chapter 5. Some men's sins are open beforehand, going before them to the judgment, and some men, they follow after. Aren't you glad to be baptized in Jesus' name today? and to know that your sins went before you to judgment. There's no tail following you. But some men who have sought to please others, who have not been faithful or obedient, when they turn around and look at the judgment, sin. Jesus, I pray today, that you will help us to know how we can be yours and that by the power of your spirit, you would help us to remember all that we can do because of the authority 
that you have given us. And help us not to rejoice. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.